Hey my friend, welcome to the Tradies Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Tradies Success Academy. We're on a mission to help trade and construction business owners unlock time and financial freedom within as little as three years. With the right processes and systems and support, we're able to help people level up with less mistakes and have the motivation and support and guidance around systemization and process, whether that comes to lead generation, conversions, on-site value delivery, maximizing efficiency and profitability, operations and administration, or personal performance, how to really maximize yourself as a business owner and unlock that growth in your own business. Now, whether you're a sole trader or you've been in business for years and years, we're here to support you no matter what size you are. So look in the show notes. We've got a link to an exclusive offer for the podcast where you get 30 days free of the Academy Mastermind program. On there, you'll get access to online on-demand training videos, access to live training every single week, and access to an amazing trade community filled with all different types of trades supporting one another to unlock that growth potential. Click the link in the show notes and unlock your free trial now. Welcome everyone to the Trading Success Podcast. I'm Kirk Neal and today I'm joined by Alice Boyd, our superstar sales coach and we're going to talk about some sales when it maybe doesn't come naturally to you. Is that right, Alice? Yeah, we want to cover today selling as an introvert and how being an introvert is actually isn't a bad thing when it comes to selling. You can actually really use it to your advantage. Love that because typically speaking, like we, the extrovert type personalities find their way in sales and client acquisitions a little bit easier due to their personality, due to their, you know, their um, their volume and their boisterous personality. They can. They can navigate those awkward spaces a little bit um, more assertively, I think is, is probably the right word there. But there's so many introverts out there and there's nothing wrong with being an introvert and there's, it definitely doesn't limit your abilities in business or in sales. So what do you think are some of the key things that introverts bring to the table that maybe those extrovert type personalities don't necessarily uh, demonstrate? Yeah. So the great thing about introverts is that quite often they're quite good at listening rather than being the person to talk, 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 and almost always be the center of attention. Um, And with introverts, these listening skills are actually what gets you further in sales. Because if you think about trying to provide a good service and trying to get your really good message across to win a customer over, then being able to actually listen to their needs their frustrations, their struggles, how you can help them as a business, you do that through listening rather than, I guess, going in a little bit too hard and a little bit too pushy and a little bit too aggressive and making it seem like it's all about you and your business when really they are the customer. It is about them. Yeah. And often I think, um, you know, I probably fall into that extrovert type personality and I look at times when I've thought things have gone really well and then actually failed to get any work out of a particular client. And I look back on that and maybe that was my own agenda. I thought I did my thing really well, but it didn't really connect with the client because maybe I wasn't picking up on those little cues and maybe I wasn't exploring the spaces that needed to be explored for that client to be fully heard. So I think that, yeah, there's a it's a definite um, opportunity, even for the if you're listening to this right now, you feel like you're an extrovert type personality. 
I feel like that active listening and and really dialing in on what the customer wants is sometimes missed when we're uh, when we're in the heat of presenting or or really putting on that on that facade for people. Absolutely. Even being able to go into a meeting, yeah, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, and ask some nice open questions to get the uh, the potential customer to do the talking. It only takes a few really basic sort of prompting questions to get them to give you all the information that you actually need about what they're after, which makes your job easier anyway, rather than, I guess, going in um, and selling thinking that you know everything that they need as a business because really the best way to do it is to actually just ask, ask what's important to them, um, ask what they value you know, as a business, ask what sort of things they have coming up in the pipeline opportunities-wise. All of these things, are a lot, it's a lot easier to get this information when you actually kind of take a step back and, I don't know, be a little bit more quiet and actually just listen. Yeah, and I think that's probably – you know, where you went there with like asking those few probing questions at the start to really understand the client or, or be able to navigate the conversation. I think that's where um, like introvert type personalities will really benefit from some form of structure. Whereas extroverts will quite easily find the next thing to talk about because, you know, they're, they're, they're forward, like they're very outgoing and they'll find that and, and it will flow relatively naturally. But introverts might be like, oh, what do I say next? So having some structure in a sales meeting is really important. Where would you guide people to go? Like so let's just say introvert type personality uh, has got a big client meeting, for example, where they're going to talk to a potential business-to-business client about getting some long-term work that could be highly valuable for this person and they're feeling like nervous and anxious about how that encounter is going to go. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I would, uh, a little bit off topic, but I would say, you know, ripping off that Band-Aid is the easiest way to do it. And it does get easier, of course. Um, But also, um, I like that idea of taking a really nice methodical approach to sales where you actually go in more prepared, having just a couple of things up your sleeve in terms of, you know, people call them scripts. I like to more think of them as prompts because you can't script out an entire sales meeting. That's really, really difficult to do. But having a couple of things up your sleeve to just get that conversation going, that might be an open question, like we said before, around um, understanding you know, the, their, their challenges as a business, understanding their needs as a business, um, what's working right now, what's not working, whatever those questions might be, getting them to do the talking. And usually you only have to, say, ask one really, um, I guess, insightful question that gets them doing the word vomiting that actually moves yeah. things along. Um, it's really great as well to have this methodical approach um, and be nice and prepared when it comes to actually being able to deliver, you know, a really a good pitch. Um, you can set, you can give your sales pitch in all different ways, but often it's really about understanding what you think they're going to need as a business and how you can stand out from, from your competitors. And if you do that, if you try to come up with those Uh, that dialogue on the spot without practicing in advance or without really preparing and really knowing your stuff. Um, Sometimes it just doesn't come out, you know, as eloquently. And we all have that, uh, we've all had that feeling where you leave a a really important meeting and you think, why did I not say that? Why did I do that? Why did I say these things that weren't even that important? And so I think that, you know, introverts um, having this approach of being a little bit nervous and so therefore prepping more is actually a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I think I found like a lot of things like with that nervousness or the the anxiety that comes with like big client meetings, I felt a lot of it is built off the back of the unknown. 
and there's so many variables in the client meeting like you can't control what that other person's going to say or what they what questions they're going to ask so there's and when you start on your first meeting everything is new but as you you know grind it out and you do a few more like you said like rip the band-aid off get stuck into it really that's the only way we're going to develop any sort of real skill set in this space is to continue to um, put ourselves in positions where we can learn more about ourselves, learn more about our clients and learn how best to navigate those conversations. But I think back to, to the first couple of uh, client meetings that I had and there were some questions there that really caught me off guard and I was sort of left almost treading water and I, I reflected on that afterwards and I'm like, wow, that was awful. I needed to, <laughs> I needed to find a better way. But once you're asked that question once, you drive away and you're like, Oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. And now you're more prepared for the next time that question comes up. Yeah, you've you've got this response at your disposal, and it's just about waiting for the right time to deploy that and steer the conversation in the right way. So, I think that's a big one. Is like structuring that out, and the more you practice, the more aware of the things that are going to come up, and that builds confidence then. And although I would consider myself to be an extrovert, I'm still nervous as hell doing client meetings. And then over time, I got this like level of comfort in that. And I think it was because a lot of the questions had already been asked. So I felt like I was going in there and nothing was really going to catch me off guard, which is a nice place to sit. It's a nice place to be able to walk in there and go, I've heard nearly every question that's possible. <laughs> yeah, And I've, got, I've actually thought about a response to each one of those. So nothing you're going to do is going to catch me off guard. So now we're just going to talk about business. We're going to talk about your business. We're going to talk about my business. We're going to talk about how we can work together uh, moving forward. And I think that, that when I unlock that level of confidence, a lot of the nerves sort of dissipated and like it was very much just a, an experience that I could start to really enjoy as opposed to dread and, and I remember the first couple of sweaty and clammy and oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I Yeah, I remember the first time I did it as well. And I I mean, the whole concept was sort of foreign to me. I'm like, people go, you know, just walk into businesses and introduce themselves. That's completely wild to me. Um, but it, absolutely, as any sort of business skill or any skill, I mean, in life, really, it's like riding a bike. You obviously improve in time. The first time you tried to, you know, do your bookkeeping, Things were probably, you know, total chaos and you had no idea how to use um, the system. But once you've done it 150 times, it's a little bit easier. Once you've done it a thousand times, it's a lot easier. Um, it's the same sort of thing. And I think like anything in, uh, I guess, in business, but any new skill that is foreign to us, um, it's really easy to go to that place of like almost like doomsday. You think of the absolute worst things that could happen there. But really in this situation, what's the worst that could happen in a meeting? It's a little bit awkward. And then next time you've learned something from it, because like you said, um, maybe a question caught you off guard. So now you know to be more prepared for it next time. It makes things a lot easier if um, you've done it a few times and that confidence really goes up. And I think that holds a lot of people back. A lot of people don't book client meetings because they have this fear of like it going pear-shaped or fear of like burning an opportunity. So like, oh, I couldn't do that yet because I don't know what to say. And they hold off on that. And the only way they're really going to know what to say is to actually have some client meetings. So I guess don't be afraid of, you know, burning an opportunity. You're burning more opportunities by not booking client meetings and going to meet these people than you are by, you know, going to a meeting and, and learning about the process and maybe not producing the best 
that you can in a meeting at the first encounter, but learning from that, developing that skill set. And I think that's Absolutely. where like introverts are really quite blessed is they probably slower to respond. They're, they're a bit more thoughtful in the way their conversation goes as opposed to just, I know myself, I find or silence in a conversation really awkward, so I will talk. You put a bit mm. of silence in there, I'm like, oh, I'll just jump in here and, and run with something that's on my mind and we'll move the conversation forward. But those introverts are far more methodical in the way that they approach language and dialogue and they, they'll, they'll quite often sit on a, on a point for a few seconds to make sure that they have the best possible response. Absolutely. Um, it's interesting that you say that because having that moment to pause rather than filling in awkward silences is actually so important in sales as well because uh, often people will yeah, just chat, chat, chat and anytime things get a little bit, you know, a little bit awkward, they'll just they'll just jump in and actually start speaking. And often what you need is actually the time for that for the uh, potential customer to say yes let's go ahead or let's not or whatever it might be um, I always encourage people to not leave a meeting without actually you know asking for the sale asking like let's do work together or moving things forward in some way and sort of talking about logistics whatever that might be and if you ask a really um, I guess it comes across people call it like an aggressive sales question um, I don't like to think of it as actually aggressive but more confident if you ask a confident question around doing work together, you need to stop and pause and let them respond. That's the sort of time where extroverts might really easily um, jump to a, a habit of, I guess, like, oh, but also if it doesn't work right now, then that's okay. Like I can check on you later. And it's yeah. like, well, if you had have actually just paused and maybe waited it, it for It would a have response, been sweet, but you you panicked and you gave them the, you gave them the opportunity to to delay the the decision or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly, That's exactly. So Whereas, yeah, an introvert can, um, yeah, ask a question, pause, and know when to stop. So it's something that, yeah, I think for a lot of extroverts can definitely learn from. And I know that there's um, a very uh, well-rehearsed sales principle around the person that feels most heard buys the most product or you know, the the salesperson that can make the client feel the most heard will sell the most in your team. And so there's an element of like knowing that you've been heard by a small pause. So if I was to say something to you and then you paused for a second, I've got confidence that you actually listened to what I just said, not you just tried to railroad in over the top before I'd even finish my sentence, which is sometimes what I do to people. <laughs> I'm just trying to get into the conversation. Um, so yeah, that, that sort of slower, more methodical pace is very beneficial for enabling someone to feel like they've been really heard. Absolutely. If someone feels heard, they feel like they're understood, they feel listened to, they feel as though you've actually taken the time to listen to what they have to say about their business or you know what their needs are. Um, and that is always going to be a better outcome compared to telling someone what you think they need to hear because the first thing that will happen in that case is someone will just react in the way of this is a pushy salesperson. Um, salespeople have a bad name, right? And so the big thing that you want to try to try to do is avoid being that sleazy, pushy salesperson by speaking at someone rather than listening to them. Yeah, I've always um salesperson is a, a, such a dirty like <laughs> title, really, isn't it? It's it's really awful. Um, like. 
in essence, we're as business owners, we're all solution based people. Yeah, we're we're solutionists. So like that's how I position it. I'm like, can you um, satisfy a, a concern or an issue that the client might have with a solution? So instead of being salespeople, I call them like solutionists. Yeah, people that connect outcomes that solve problems for people. And if you focus like that, then I think it, it gets away from the transactional terminology behind salespeople where it's just like you'll say whatever you need to say to get me to spend money with you yeah absolutely should we like advocate for a a, a rebrand i think that yeah, might be solutionist. a good idea. <laughs> solutionist yeah sounds pretty fun why not <laughs> love it good stuff good stuff um so just to round out for what would you say like Maybe there's a there's a few introverts that might stumble across this um, podcast in the future that are like, oh, I'm really apprehensive about approaching new businesses. What would you give as some some quick little tips to firstly reassure them that they're 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 going to be totally fine exploring these spaces, even though that might not be their most comfortable state. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always go back to that, um, the active listening, trying to ask those questions to get, encourage the potential customer to do most of the talking so that you don't have to be feeling all those silences. It's all about them anyway. So sit back and listen, which you're probably great at doing anyway. Um, I also uh, recommend using that methodical approach um, to your advantage. So whether that being nice and organized and, you know, never forgetting say a follow-up email, um, or being really prepared in advance, you know, uh, talking in the mirror to actually get your confidence up and knowing some of the best things that you have to offer as a business, maybe practicing a couple of those probing questions so that you feel really confident and you can kind of back yourself. Um, and of course then, yeah, ripping the bandaid off because, it's not as bad as what you think it's going to be. It's not that doomsday. Nothing, you know, nothing's going to burn down um, and you will get a lot better with it in time. Awesome. So hopefully guys, uh, if that is you, if you feel into, fall into that introvert category, there's a few tips for you out of today's episode. But also if, if you're an extrovert listening to this, potentially there's some, um, there's some vulnerabilities or weaknesses in the way in which you might be handling your sales speak at the moment. So how do you build those same qualities that might come more naturally into the introvert type personalities and really build those pauses in and start and you know utilizing that active listening just to slow the tempo down and you might find that if you can merge the two you, you might find that you, you become a better salesperson as, a, as an entire package or as we like to call them solutionists solutionists yep we've uh yeah i like that all right i'm gonna have to claim that um i invented that Kirk. i'm gonna do that we'll take that that's all good <laughs> Alrighty, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, Alice. Thanks so much. Um, we'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers, guys.